everyone, welcome back to another episode of Aligning Roads. My name is Derek Solis, and I'll be one of your hosts today. And I'm Sally Reyes, and I'll be your other lovely host. And today we're doing something different. Um, so we are recording this from in person uh, at my house, actually. So today we have the pleasure of speaking to and looking at uh, Horacio Hernandez. Horacio, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hey, everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, my name is Horacio Um a little bit of a backstory for me. Um, I did Road to Hire in 2018, so cohort five, uh, the best cohort. Um, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> as Derek knows. After the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, currently working at Red Ventures at the moment. Uh, so that's kind of a little bit of a backstory there. Cool. Yeah, Horatio actually graduated in the same cohort that I did. Um, so we. Um, are, are good friends and we, we still talk to each other every single day. Um, so he's, I, I know firsthand of the huge inspiration he's been um, to a lot of people that's gone through the program since then. And we'll get into that, uh, but specifically, you know, about his family, he's been able to ignite something really, really cool. That Red Adventures, the company we work for, has just recently highlighted. Um, but we are uh, awkwardly sitting around my desk right now. It's like we don't have any studio or setup. We just have the microphone and three chairs pulled around. So uh, bear with us as we're trying to make this work. Um, but cool. Uh, to get into this, uh, Horacio, we went through the program. What year was it? 2018. Okay. That's uh, almost four years at this point. No, four years that we went through the program, but not since we started, right? Or when did we start the program? We started in June 2018. So it's been like a four years and like two months yeah. since then. We were currently in the program cool. four years ago. Yeah. And what were you doing before the program? Yeah. So after high school, um, I just went straight to working. Um, and then basically went and did landscaping with my brother, Giovanni. Um, so I was currently um, in, that, um, in that work um, before Road to Hire. And um, I think at that moment, like, I felt like I needed something to change. Um, I wasn't, like, the best um, person in trying in high school. So it was, like, um, um, it was kind of, like, in my opinion, I wouldn't say a regret, but I definitely, if I could go back and change that um, that fact, I would. Um, but I, en I ended up deciding to kind of see what other choices I had. Um, because like I knew like I wanted to do something other than landscaping, um, so I kind of found a barrel to hire. Um, interestingly enough, from someone else who uh, did the program, Ivan Rosario, <laughs> shout out who did um, uh, an episode, um, and I kind of saw a story while he was doing the program. Um, you know his hilarious <laughs> stories that he would put up. Uh, so I kind of asked him about it uh, a little bit and then also did my own research. Uh, so that's how I found about the program initially um, and then ended up applying um, in 2018 um, and got in. So um, after going through the gateway, so that's kind of like a little bit of a backstory of how I went through it. Did you know anything about coding? No, no, not, not even like 1%. Like I literally had no idea. So I went, I went through the gateway like absolutely knowing nothing uh, about coding at all. Um, so that's kind of like interestingly enough that I kind of, it was something completely new. I know some people that did the program um, has like some classes in high school, so they kind of had a little bit of experience, but I personally did not. That's funny. I feel like we have a similar 
beginning on the why we decided to go down a not traditional path for what we see around us. Like we grew up on, around our communities. I remember in high school one time, my brother was like, yo, come work with me over winter break and you can make some extra money. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll go work with you. You know, like I was like, I didn't, that guy wasn't out there. So like I couldn't work or nothing at that time. And he, we went, we worked. Uh, and then at the end of like the winter break, the guy who was, he was doing the project for never paid him. So he never paid me. And then I was like, <laughs> this is sucks. I didn't never want to experience this. I was cold. You know, the house had no air conditioning because there was no walls. We had to put up everything. I learned a bit of construction that break, but I was like, yeah, never again. I'm like not doing this. This is not for me. I just want to find something different than what we're used to seeing. To be fair, you could the same thing could happen in like development. You could build a website for someone and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to pay you. So to be fair, the same thing could happen to you while we're doing what we're doing now. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't be out in the cold. Yeah. And <laughs> like waking up at 4 a.m. to go work on during winter break. That's true. Slightly different. <laughs> What's the uh, hardest landscape that y'all have done or like hard work in blue collar labor that you have done you know, prior? Yeah, for me personally, like um, it was during the winter as well. Um, so like during the winter, there's like no grass to cut or anything like that since it's all dead. Uh, so we mainly focus on blowing leaves from properties. And I remember explicitly one time when there was this property that had so much leaves that when I got there, I just couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, I know. The moment I arrived there that I was not going to leave like late. Um, so we would usually get like to the property like around 730. Um, and we didn't end up leaving until like eight. Um, just because like, 8 PM. Like, yeah, 8 wow. p.m. So it was like super crazy just because of how much leaves there were. Like, you know, like carrying like the leaf blower for so long. It was like it was crazy. I think that was like the hardest experience for me um, in terms of landscape and that one day. Um, was like the hardest one. Yeah, sometimes that gets overlooked that, you know, blue collar labor jobs are often 12 hour days. Uh, usually, and sometimes yeah. they lead into usually, yeah. to uh, like Saturdays as well. Like the hardest for me and I have mad respect every time I see someone doing this job, it's roofing. Um, I did that for a couple of weeks before the program to make some, like you said, some extra money uh, right before doing the program. And I, I lasted like the last week, I think I quit like a couple of days early because you, we would get up at 6 a.m. where we're, we want to be on the roofs by seven um, and you have to carry the shingle on your back, carry up the ladders uh, and then prime heat. So in the, I did it in the summer. So it was 90 plus degrees and we were doing a commercial building one time and it's like a plastic where the sun rebounds off the plastic and just hits you in the face. It's some of the, you know, toughest days I've ever experienced. Uh, thankfully, right? That's not that. That's not too bad. But um, when it comes to like labor, it's tough. Like my back, I I, I thought I was dying that last day. <laughs> I caught my. It was my uh, former cousin-in-law that that was my boss, and I caught him. I was like, hey man, I'm, thanks for the opportunity, but I'm done. I just I think that's one of the things that I look back upon, and maybe y'all can relate. Of like, this is what I've done before in the past to make an, a, a living. This is what I've done for a paycheck for from extra money. I know I can do this, right? And like, it, it, it's been a, a factor for me of continuing to try to grow and, and do well in what we're doing is like, there's work out here that is a million times harder and, and yeah, sure. worse and heat or cold and making, you know, less money as well. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, cool. So that's your 2018. That's when 
uh, you found about the pro find out about the program you did gateway uh, and then you started I can speak like I said personally you are a complete different person today than who you were at that time uh, so talk to us about 2018 Horacio what was going through your mind um, how, how were you thinking back in the day like going through the program day one where, where's your mind at oh man I I like for sure 2018 Horatio uh, I would say is definitely completely different than current Horatio um, and I think one thing was the how nervous I would get speaking to other people and then also like public speaking in general and just communication in general like I think that's one of like the biggest things that I got a road to hire in this job is it has made me have to speak to people and also speak publicly which has helped me um, just get better at it um, I wouldn't think to myself that I would do things like even this podcast like to I know 2000 Horatio would say no, not even like, I would not. Um, people who have known me from like back, and I think you, Derek, who met me during that program, understand like how hard I struggled with like public speaking. Um, as cool as the Toastmasters. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing that kind of like was going through my mind during that time of like, I don't want to like do the public speaking pieces. Um, and then now I'm kind of like, trying to put myself out there and I think I have um in terms of just doing that um so I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned that I learned throughout our program and throughout like having this job um I think another thing um to that ratio um so after high school like I kind of like gained a lot of weight so I kind of like um so, uh, so I kind of like <laughs> Uh, I kind of gained a lot of weight after high school. You know, I was mainly just working and really not doing anything else per se when it comes to activity wise. Um, and I ended up um, just kind of not taking care, care of myself and in, in that aspect. So um, after getting a job with Red Ventures, I took it upon myself to to kind of like go through it and lose weight. Um, and that's kind of another thing I kind of want to call out is that Working the labor job and trying to like lose weight is not like very easy. Um, I try to do it and no, I definitely failed in that aspect. So that's another thing that I am like hugely proud of because it took a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, at first it was kind of just trying to lose weight, but I definitely did some not so healthy um, decisions in that aspect. Uh, I think Derek remembers of how I would go <laughs> like take my lunch and it was not very, very tasteful. Um, <laughs> it was something very hard, um, but it worked in the end, but it's something that if I can do it again, is now the path that I would take. Um, but that's another thing to it. Like right now, like I'm very active. Um, I look forward to working out and just like doing as much as I can to care, to take care of myself, but also enjoy, uh, enjoy it at the same time. So that's kind of another thing of like a big difference between 2018 ratio and 2022 ratio. I can speak to the very active part. He had me running six miles the other day. I didn't run them all with him, but I, I try to keep up as long as I could. Uh, but to your point, like doing a manual labor job and then like going home and telling yourself, all right, I'm going to get ready to go to the gym or to do this. It's just extremely hard because your body 
is already done. You know, your battery's out. You just want to rest. Um, so it's very understandable to how people get to that point of like, all right, I'm going to work. I'm going to go home. I'm going to relax. Um, and I want to eat what I want to eat, right? That's a, yeah. that's a really, really big thing. I mean, look at what you're saying. Uh, mad respect because, I mean, it was years of you just eating. I think it was like rice, uh, protein, and vegetables. Uh, and I would, I would, I would tell you, dude, are you not like tired of eating that? And, but you, you were very dedicated and motivated to like to co- accomplish your goal. So, um, I mean, you, you say that it was very hard and maybe a, a wrong decision, but it's clearly worked for you. So, uh, but cool. So you spoke to you know being able to speak publicly. Um, communication has been a very very important thing that's changed since then, and and of course your physical aspect. Uh, but one thing I've also seen is like your confidence has grown by yeah. tenfold. Um, what do you think has helped, you know, just a, a cumulative of all of it or, or just been the experiences you've gone through since going through the program? Yeah, I think it has like a lot of things, not just like with Road to Hire in the program, but also outside of work. Um, um, you know, before, like, I would also not have like a lot of social interaction, like after, outside of work, only like with like people that I knew. So I was never like out of my comfort zone when it came to that. But I think it goes hand to hand with like growth to hire and then my career. Cause like after getting that job, I kind of like had more interaction. So I was like, I need to put myself also like outside of work. Right. Um, and I ended up doing that. Um, and then, um, kind of like the pandemic started. So I kind of like got delayed a little bit, but then, you know, a little bit after, like I started just like putting myself out there, like outside my comfort zone. Um, and that's kind of what really helped me, um, get more confident. Like, I think that's the only way that you can get confident is just getting more comfortable with, uh, different situations. So I think it is like a cumulative of everything. Uh, me, you know, working out, um, that had definitely like held my confidence and just being out there uh, doing different things. Yeah. I think something that I always talk to people about when they ask me about like what Road to Hire has given me, besides like, you know, everything that people can visualize what it has given me, but something kind of similar to what you're just talking about is like, it gives like what I always say is like, it gave me vision into what I wanted to actually do, right? Because growing up, I was always like, I'm going to be different. I'm not going to follow the stereotypes that are tied to our communities, right? I'm going to be doing things slightly different, but it's always hard to visualize how I was going to accomplish those things. And then being around the people you end up meeting through the program. And then when you land at your job, right? For all three of us, we all landed at our adventures. Uh, at the time, my time at Adventures was great because of the people that I got to meet. And it was just being able to just pick people's brains a little bit and just seeing different perspectives and thought processes that you never get to be around usually in our, in our, um, how we grew up and the communities we grew up. So uh, that's the one thing for me is like, it's just like my vision of what I wanted to do. It was just like a lot more clear. And sometimes it gets foggier, like as I keep trying to be more ambitious and try to do more things. But at the end of the day, now I feel I have the confidence to be like, I'll figure it out. And and if I, if I cannot figure it out myself, I will go and look for somebody who can help me figure it out. Because that's what the one thing that this career has taught me, right? It's like, I don't know everything and that's a completely okay. I can go rely on other people who are experts. Yeah. And then I think also like apart from that, like it's just trying, right? I think confidence is trying. Like I think um, when you have confidence, you go into a situation and you don't really care about like the end result or like what could happen. 
Um, so that's kind of something that I've learned is like I had to just like try it, like uh, different things like this podcast or like recently doing like something for adventures at an employee meeting or or just different things like that. Like you're going to learn and then you can also ask for help, of course. But I think it's just that trying that really like I think builds your confidence as well. Yeah, I think it's very interesting how this conversation has been revolved around, you know, what the program has enabled you and us to do, you know, with our personal life and how we've grown as individuals because of the things we've learned um, through the program. And I think that's something that's going to be very clear about this this episode is, is that, you know, yeah, we have a great job. We love what we do. Um, we're very grateful to write code, but we're grateful for the program as well for putting us in the situations that have allowed us to grow and, and, and you know, like what Celia was saying is see what we want to be, what version, uh, what we want to do, what we want to yeah. accomplish, and then go towards that, right? Yeah. Um, but cool, to go back a little bit through the program, uh, I mean, we went through the same thing. Uh, it, it got tough at certain points. What do you think was the, the toughest moment for you um, going through the program? Um, I think it was towards the end. Um, it was when we were doing, I forgot the exact name of the project, but it was that robot um, app that we were building. Um, and I totally uh, forget what the requirements were, but it was like one of the, uh, one of the last projects that we did. And I remember that I just like couldn't figure it out like at all, like nothing, nothing like. Um, and then there was one point that I called my brother, Rolando, who was living at Texas at the time. And he was like one of the persons that I was talking uh, to uh, throughout the program that was kind of like keeping me motivated to continue with the program. but. I remember specifically calling him, like, I don't know, maybe it was, like, uh, 12 a.m., like, on a Friday. Um, and that was, like, the last weekend. Till midnight? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was really late. And I remember calling him, like, yeah, I can't do this. Um, I don't think I'm going to finish it. And, like, I just don't think, like, I'm going to uh, complete this project. And, and I was, like, I think I'm going to, like, give up. Like, I told him, like, straight up, I'm going to give up. And he was, like... Um, he kind of like told me, no, you should keep trying. And like, you know, if you don't, then that's fine. Um, you can, um, if you're not successful with the program, you can continue like after on your own time. Um, but I remember um, kind of just like going to sleep that night. And I had that in the back of my mind that, yeah, I'm going to like, I even had like a back of my mind that I was going to drop out the program. Like I was like, I'm not going to finish it. Um, and I don't think a lot of people know uh, this part uh, during the program, but I like, I was like so close to dropping out. I, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was like super close. And even <laughs> if you ever like get to meet my brother Orlando, he can attest to that conversation. Um, but I ended up like going to sleep. And then the next day, like like something just hit me and I was able to figure it out. Maybe it was like that. That yeah. common thing that happens <laughs> where you just go to sleep and you like think about the solution. Yeah. But um yeah, that was for me, that was the hardest part. So it was like finishing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's almost like your rock bottom within the program. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of moments within the program or within anything that that's worth like, right? It's It gets very difficult. And there's a lot of moments where you're like, is it, is this even worth it? Should I, Yeah. am I good enough for it? I, I mean, there's just a lot of things that happen. I mean, imposter syndrome is one of yeah. the biggest things that we talk about. And it's true, right? Because when something looks so difficult and you just can't figure it out, you know, it's very easy to be like, well, I'm done. And it, it takes very strong-minded people to say, okay, I'm not going to give up. And I think that's what happened. I mean, yeah, you figured out the problem at the end of the day, but I think 
anybody who's able to go through the program and go through that struggle is is willing to put in the work. All right. So, no, I mean, kudos for you for not dropping out, man. I, I didn't even know that. No, yeah, I think not. Yeah, not a lot of people know that that part. Um, and it was like I think it was only like two weeks left. Um, no way. Yeah, there was wow. only like two weeks. Um, and it was like I was like I was like ready to call it. I was like so close. Um, so I'm glad that I figured it out, but. I do want to say that if it wasn't for like the help of like my family and then I think our cohort was also like very close. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure like how other cohorts are, but um, our cohort was pretty close. Like we would do things outside of, yeah. out of Road to Hire and then it, to this day we s- still keep touch. So that uh, also helped me kind of like seeing other people be successful um, also like kind of made me, I think, pull through it. Yeah. I mean, every time I t- speak about cohort five is... Yeah, I think we just, we, we thrived off of each other and like, okay, we saw, you know, I saw you doing well, Safe at doing well, you know, Marquis doing well, Luis, et cetera. Uh, and that just, that just fueled me to say, okay, I'm going to do well as well. I want to do better. I want to do better. So that's, that's, that's a very fair point. Uh, but I think if you would have drawn up, we wouldn't have letting you, we would have figured out a way to, to contact you or something and say, yo, what are you doing? Two weeks left. Uh, you would have had a lot of angry people at your door. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. But cool. So we graduated in November 2018, I think. Yep. Uh, and we both landed at Red Ventures. I think you landed on the security team, right? Yeah. So it was completely different from everything we've been doing up until that point. How mm-hmm. was that transition for you? Um, where was that Horatio at uh, mentally? Yeah. Oh, I was like completely terrified at that <laughs> moment. Like, I didn't even know what to expect. Like, I was going in there, like, in my opinion, like blindsided. Um, but I was like hugely looking forward to it. So, um, I think the biggest like thing that caught me out guard was again, that like speaking to people, uh, randomly and like introducing yourself and just like having a conversation with someone that you don't even know. Right. So I think, um, I think that year really taught me a lot. Um, it was fairly a new team, not even fairly, it was a completely new team. Um, so it was like a lot of learning of what I wanted in a team, of what I wanted in, the, in teammates and whatnot. So I think that year was definitely not the best year for me um, in terms of like, you know, I think when you go in as a new software engineer, you want to learn as much as you can, right? And have that mentorship from someone and then also have teammates that support you. Um, and I think that I don't, I didn't really get that, um, but um, that's kind of like, wasn't like my best year that I wanted. So I think I was not expecting that. Um, I was more expecting what I was hearing from other people, how like from past cohorts where they were, you know, getting a lot of support. Like Ivan, like he said, oh, I'm doing all these cool yeah. things and <laughs> and like working with this and like getting dangerous with Go and other languages. Um, and I didn't receive that. <laughs> so I was like, um, kind of like, it was a, I mean, it was a good experience and a bad experience, but I think like everything, it was a learning experience for sure. That's a good point. It's, it's it wasn't great, it wasn't bad, but it was learning. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I think what you what you said there is like maybe you didn't get the growth you wanted, uh, maybe like at a technical perspective, but what you want as a professional, maybe I think you've gotten yeah. that a little bit from that year. Um, you know, what you said earlier, what you didn't want, what you did want in teammates and managers, et cetera, you, yeah. you saw very clear after that year. But cool. How has life been for you at Red Venture since then? I think you've uh, 
gone through a couple of promotions. So congrats, of course. Uh, so how's that been for you? Yeah, um, I think it has definitely gone good this year. Um, and ever since, yeah, I got a co-promotions. And this year I got uh, a promotion to engineer, which I was expecting to get last year, uh, get it last year, but um, it didn't work out. And, you know, it just meant that I had to work harder and see where I had to um, had to get better at. So I ended up like just doing what I had to do last year and got the promotion. Um, so currently, right now, um, still at Rev Ventures, but I I am also gonna be moving to another team uh, very soon. So I think at the moment I'm kind of looking forward to growing and and taking maybe uh, more ownership and responsibilities when it comes to projects and just team uh, priorities. So I think. Um, I'm looking forward to that um, at the moment. How has uh, life been for you since, you know, graduating? Uh, we've been working at our RV for a couple of years. I mean, we've spoken a, a huge amount about that already, but, um, you know, why don't you dig into that a bit more? Of Because of, I one thing I do want to talk about as well is how your participation within the program has ignited something in your family as well. Of uh, you know you have multiple brothers uh, that have gotten the opportunity as well, uh, so why don't you speak about that? How has that uh, gone for you? Yeah, no, it has it has gone great. Um, so like a little bit of a backstory. Um, after I graduated, I knew for sure that I wanted my family and close friends to uh, maybe give it a try. So I ended up telling my brother Giovanni um, to do the IT cohort, which was the first one. Um, at the moment, and and he was very kind of not wanting to do it, but I ended up convincing him, so he did the first IT program in 2019. Um, so he ended up graduating and got a, a, a job with Bank of America and their GIS um, department. And then we also told my other brother, Jose, um, to do it, um, and he ended up doing the coding uh, cohort. Um, so he did that in 2020, and he graduated um, that same year, and also landed a job in Bank of America as a software engineer. Um, so those are two brothers that um, like really benefit from the program as well. Like not just me, and I'm pretty sure other people have had also like family members do it. Um, and then another one, <laughs> kind of, uh, he didn't do the program either, but um my brother Orlando he he came he he graduated from college so he was like the only one of us that uh graduated from college which was a great deal for us cuz like i mentioned you know he was he was daca so it was very difficult to kind of go through it um through it um so um so he ended up he was currently living at Texas but he ended up coming to Reventures um as an accountant and working over here um, but then after a while, he kind of saw like how successful we were in the tech um, industry. So he found out about ITA, which is kind of like the road to hire of <laughs> internal employees at Ventures. And he did the program and now he, he graduated this year and is currently a software engineer as well. So we have four other, three other brothers that are currently in the tech industry. And that has like completely changed our lives. Um, Two of my brothers were able to buy a house, and then one of my brothers, Jose, got married this year, um, and then um, and then my other brother, Rolando, is also going to get married this year. So, 
uh, a lot You're of next dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. And then my brother Giovanni, you know, he also bought a house. Like, you know, it's something that we never, you know, we never thought it would happen. Um, just because of to think about like four years ago, like where we were. Um, I mean, we were wearing like struggling per se, but we were also definitely not like financially stable you know you always have that doubt in your mind of you know what could happen if you lose this job um um and i this is something that i always tell people is that we never took like a family like vacations before uh like we had never gone oh like we get off a week a week like a week vacation and then like not have to worry about everything right and we ended up doing that last year um and and during the summer which like like I mentioned, like we never did that ever. So that was like the first time. So it has really helped us like financially and then also like just like grow as a family and then like getting closer to each other. So now it has really uh, impacted me in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, it's a culture shift, right? Yeah, like sure. I think Celio and I have experienced it a bit at an individual level, right? Like of being saying, all right, we have been able to um, do something different from what's accustomed to us as a culture, especially from like an immigrant Latino background. Um, I think that's where we're just so accustomed to, you know, working our butts off at a manual labor job. And then eventually maybe, you know, you're lucky and you can buy a house, right? At, when you're 30, 40 years old, you can buy one house and then you're you can try to pay that off for the rest of your life. Uh, and, but you're like you said, you, you have that doubt in the back of your mind. I think Celio and I, as an individual level, we've been able to see the, what that looks like from the other side. Um, and we also want that from, for our families. But I think it's, very, it's very, a very special and unique thing that your whole family is kind of uh, on the other side of that thing. And I, th I can even imagine the cultural shift that happens there of saying, you know, it's not just me. It's not just one of my brothers, but it's like, the majority of my family has been able to get to a point where everyone's buying houses. They're getting married probably with less worries, less concerns yeah. that someone gets through. Um, because I, I think that's something super important to think about. It's like when you're married, when you get into marriage, you're, you're, that's when you're starting a family, right? And someone wants to be comfortable and saying, hey, I can support my family. And, and I think that's just a really, really cool thing that, you know, your family has been able to make not just like small adjustments right it's a cultural adjustment that you have been able to yeah. do um ever because of this one program right or yeah. for your brother it is ita but it's fueled by the same people yeah. and it's you know the same idea of wanting to help people get out of that struggle um so i think that's 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 just such an amazing story and i think i mean we have anybody who works at red ventures and is listening to this has the inside scoop of, of how amazing that that story is and how red ventures highlighted it um, but yeah, congrats to you and, and all, the, all your brothers for that, uh, the journey I've been. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, like my brother Orlando was necessarily, didn't necessarily go through Road to Hire, but if it wasn't for me going through Road to Hire, <laughs> I would have not got hired at Red Ventures yeah. and then he would have not, he would have not known about Red Ventures. So it was yeah, kind of yeah. like, <laughs> everything goes back to the- Do you ever rub it in their faces? Like that I got, yeah, yeah. yeah that could if, I, if I got my siblings through it, I'm like, this house, I, you got this house? Cause yeah. I remember one time I was like, 
when Chandler Martin was still in the pro was still running the program, I would always be like, man, I see all these uh what the hire people like all oh, like their eyes all googly eyes, so excited to do everything and uh for the program. I just want to go up to them and just be like, you're welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I was part of the original cohort, so it was like they would just be like. Who is this person who just randomly <laughs> say you want them to? And then later they will figure it out. I said it, you know, but I never got myself to actually do it. It would have been really funny, though. Hey, in that case, you owe your welcome to Rick and Roberto. That's who you owe your welcome, your welcome I, to. I always tell me. It goes back to Luke. I went personally to tell Roberto. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Also, Roberto, if you listen to this, uh, we still have to get you on this episode as well, uh, on this podcast. But. Cool. Um, over the past, what has over four years at this point, um, what's the biggest thing that you want to highlight, you know, from your journey, your life? I think, you know, I think my, like my fitness journey, in my opinion, and, um, well, I think it's a combination of, of the, like the being more confident, like speaking more and then fitness. Um, so I, I don't really know which one takes a hat, on that but i think um one of the things like i try to like just stay like consistent with like my fitness um you know i'm not the biggest or like also like i'm not the biggest fitness person ever but i try to like i'm trying like new things when it comes to that so like for example this year i uh, ran a half marathon in april and just to be clear like i hate running like <laughs> I dislike it, like completely dislike it, but um, it's like a challenge. The thing that makes it fun for me is that it's challenging. Um, you know, I, that's the only reason I do it. <laughs> um, uh, because like after I completed the half marathon, I did not run one single mile, I think after that. Um, but then I saw that there was like a marathon that was gonna happen in Charlotte in November and I signed up for that uh, a couple of weeks ago and I have been running and it's just like, has been the hardest thing that I think I've done physically. Like my body is not liking how much I'm running. Um, so I think that finish journey is something that I'm like very proud of, you know, like I mentioned uh, from where I was like four years ago. Um, like I remember when I first ran like my six miles and I was like so happy um, but then now I'm doing it like almost every day uh, and I'm like, I, like, it's like crazy to me to think about that. Um, so I think that's my like biggest like accomplishment for me, um, because me being more active and stuff like that has also like built my confidence. Um, so I think <laughs> everything ties back to kind of like, like that confidence piece. But yeah. I want to say that Horacio runs six miles, like it's. <laughs> Nothing, but he's too scared to go stand if he talk, but under three posts and go keep for us. Okay. So, some, some context where all three of us are on the same soccer team, uh, and we've had three games, right? Horatio has gone to one game, so um, we're trying to fix that. He he went yesterday, he had a great game, made a lot of saves, but yes, he is a, a complete athlete now, but uh, does not want to play goalie, even though he's incredible at it. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I plan on going more for sure. <laughs> oh, now we have now I have receipts so I can show the rest of the team. <laughs> I am officially committing to going. That's good. Um, cool, but uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I think it's it's a really interesting uh, thing that we're sitting here and we're not talking about you know the craziest coding problem that you solved or the best solution you've provided to the business you're working on. It's been about the the life adjustments that you've been able to 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 make. 
because of the confidence you've grown, because of the opportunities you've had to to improve yourself. Um, and I mean, it's it's all fueled through through road to higher one way or another, right? I, mean, I think we've all had 180s, if not 360s with our life. And um, you're a very clear one, but I think it's also a really cool thing that it's been on multiple aspects of your life. It's like a mental thing, a financial thing, a, a social thing, and then of, of course, a physical thing. So I think it's just been a lot of 360s for you. And, and like I said, if someone met you back in 2018 and met you now, they would be in disbelief. I, I whenever I talk to you about my friends, I always like, dude. When he when he gets here, tell them to show you the the photos. And they, they, you you show them, and they're just in disbelief, man. It's insane. Um, but if I could record you speaking and record and then show them today, I think it would be the same thing because yeah. I think it's just been a bunch of adjustments all together. So, congrats, man. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely complete three sixty yep. on that time. But I'm like very happy with the journey. Um, like I mentioned, I made some mistakes and learn from them like i try to learn from them you know there's uh there's that saying of like life is like a roller coaster and like i never thought that was true because like you know high school was like like i mentioned like i wasn't like my life was pretty like consistent in a way so there was like no ups or downs in a way um and then like you know road to higher happened and there was like a big up but then there was also like some downs and then there more ups so i think that like it's just like for me the biggest thing is just trying to like learn and like apply all those lessons to like my future self yeah. so i mean to your point like consistency is not always a great thing to have <laughs> yeah i no. think because i think that's how people stay comfortable and and stay yeah. stagnant in their life um and yeah i i think you you took a big challenge a big risk and it's paid off you know tenfold so Another one thing I can, you know, make fun of you about a little bit is you were also, you never wanted to take a risk with food or anything like that. So I would, I would, anytime we would go out, the, I, I would spend like 30 minutes or longer just sitting there trying to convince Horatio to try yeah. something. Like we went to Duckworths, if any of you are from here for Charlotte and Lewis. And there's the, the hush puppies that come out. Is it hush puppies or tater tots? No, tater tots. Uh, and they come out with a really, really good sauce. And I spent, I think you didn't even try them the first time we went. I think no, it, it I think was like the second or third time we went to the restaurant where I was like, what else? Please just try one with the sauce. You finally caved uh, and then you liked it, right? So it's 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 crazy how, I mean, I'm just making this a corny metaphor, but how you attempted something. And I think yeah. since then, it's just been like that with your life of just being willing to attempt more things. And, you know, you're not as... I guess consistent, but in yeah. in the most positive way ever. Yeah, like not in a box. Yeah, uh, is the way I like to think about. It. Yeah, like the food, even the food thing, like 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 small things like that. Like, yeah, like everyone who knew me before, like like you, like I didn't like to try new things, <laughs> new foods. Um, and now I'm like, I always like like I try to put myself and try new things whenever I go somewhere different. So, like sushi, I think. Oh, Mr. Tokyo. Um, <laughs> I, I think I did that a couple, like, not too long after Duckworth's because you also forced me to. Yeah. Not forced me, but yeah, no. strongly pressured <laughs> me to try it. Um, so I think, yeah, like, it's even, like, um, things like that, like, you know, trying, like, everything. So, uh, What's that one quote? I'm sure you'll you'll appreciate and approve oh, of this. You miss 100% you of the, that you don't take Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Let's go. <laughs>
Well, cool, dude. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm really good friends with you, Hero IRL, as us gamers say. But, um, Sadio, do you have any anything else you want to ask? Talk about anything? I just want to add to the general. I just want to add to the general conversation of what the theme of the episode, or or what whatever you may call it, that the one thing that I always tell a lot of people that sometimes they're like, oh, I don't really like tech or like, I don't really want to get into tech or that's not really what I want to do. And when they, then that's the reasoning why they don't do the program or something is that as you can tell, like a lot of the episodes that we've been. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, we have a fourth guest that we haven't talked about today. Um, <laughs> we were recording on my head, on my house, as I said, and I have a dog. His name is Zuko. Um, so if you hear things throughout the episode, he's the culprit. I'll let Sadio continue. <laughs> so like a lot of the things that, you know, when people say, oh, I don't really like tech or, oh, I don't want to do that because I don't see myself in the lab of tech. Like if counting this episode, specifically this episode, because I feel like a lot of this episode was focused on how what uh, uh, has taken his life and just completely changed it. And is that... Bro- Road to hire is the catalyst to that change, right? Road to hire doesn't have to be your end all career where you want to be in in tech or not. It's for you to be able to just change, take a lot of lessons and like learn and just be able to change your life the way that you want to change it and meet the people that you may, you may have needed to meet to be able to make those changes. Well, cool. That's kind of all I wanted to highlight today. I think it's it's this is a, a very unique story to have here, um, in multiple different uh, for multiple different reasons, right? I mean, one that this program can help you, but also the people very close to you, friends and family. Uh, and I think the other one, which I think is is just as bigger, bigger, is that you know this program can change you know multiple factors of your life, if not your your life completely. Uh, so I think Horatio is a is a very very, very clear example of, of how that can look. Um, so if you ever want to reach out to him, I mean, I'm sure he'll like to share his email in three, two, one. My email is Horatio, H-O-R-C-I-O dot H-H-H one at gmail.com. All right. And that was completely like on cue. He just got that out there. I didn't think, I don't know if that was going to work or not, but cool. Um, well, that's that's kind of it for today. Uh, as always, thank you so much for uh, uh, hanging on if you still are here at this point. This episode did take us a while to record, but we're going to try to experiment, maybe having some more in person, um, maybe trying to find a studio uh, for this kind of thing going forward. I think it, it, it adds a different type of uh, feel to the, to, the, to the podcast, and I think um, that's a good thing, right? So, as always, thank you so much. Please continue to follow us on uh, on our socials at Aligning Roads. This is on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out with any questions, concerns, or comments, um, that is hello at aligningroads.com. But cool, that's it for me, Salio. Any questions, concerns, comments, final words? Just keep on leaving the little pie.